Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there, welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. We've made it, it's 90 minutes day today, so we've got a 90 minute row ahead of us. How are we going to do it? Well, we're going to break it down into six minute chunks. And what you're going to do is alternate between 20 strokes a minute at round about 2k plus 18 to 22, depending on how you want to make this uh, effort level wise. Then you're going to do 24 strokes a minute at round about 2k plus 12 to 15, again, depending on how tough you want to make the row. Now, the 20 strokes a minute, the first 10 strokes of those is going to be power strokes, okay? So I want you to, as we change down from the 24 strokes a minute into 20, you go for 10 hard pushes and then you ease into a nice five and a half minutes at 20 strokes a minute to just give yourself a little bit of a breather before going back into the 24 again. Okay, so this is a great row for helping you with all of these longer time trials. It's a great row to try and help you improve your time for a half marathon too, which brings me to that. Now, there's a good chance, depending on how fast you are, that the duration of this row, you're gonna cover more than a half marathon. If that's the case and you've never done a half marathon before, what I suggest is just put in 21,097 meters into your monitor and then as we start the row along together, you just keep on rowing those through all of those meters and then what might happen is that you finish that 21,097 before the 90 minutes is up. But don't worry about it, just keep on rowing. You might even wanna just hit stop, just reset and just row to then kind of record the rest of those meters. But the thing here is that if you get that 21,097 uh, meters in the bag, you can then go to the Concept2 logbook and then you can rank it and verify it and all that kind of stuff. Whereas if you just go 90 minutes and roll through that, you then have to try and work out when you did it and you're not going to get a verification code and all that kind of stuff. Okay. I know we're massive divergence, which is why there's such a long time here saying time until warm up, but it's just for, because some of you might cross that 21,097 meter threshold point for the um, half marathon. I thought I'd better bring it up. Plus, if you think you're going to be a little bit, maybe just like 94 minutes, then still do the same. And then when I stop for the cool down and do my usual wittering chat at the end, just keep on rowing. And then you hopefully get to your 21,097 meters and then do your own cool down at the end. Okay, so it's, I mean, getting a half marathon in the bag is quite a big thing if you've never done one before. So it's a good idea to do it if you think you're going to manage it. Okay, so long intro over. Let's get into our warm up, four minute warm up as always. So we start off by setting up our machine. Go to your drag factor first and set it where you want it to be. If you don't know anything about Drag Factor, please check out the video on the YouTube channel. But you can, as a guide, you might want to set it run about 130 uh, for the Drag Factor. If you don't really know anything about it, set it to 130 and then just row and see how it feels. Next up, go to your monitor and set it at eye height so you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down. And then go to your foot straps and, and put them so they cover either the bottom lace in your shoe or they let you bend comfortably forward at the front of the machine. The point being, they should let you get your shins to vertical, okay? So if they're binding up your toes and you can't get that flexibility because of the foot straps, then raise them or lower them. Flexibility, because you don't have flexibility, is something you have to work on. Right, crikey, can I make this intro any longer? So four minute warm up at 18 strokes a minute in three, two, one, go. 
Now you might be questioning why do a warm up when we've got 90 minutes ahead of us, but it's purely just to make sure that your body's ready for it. That you're nice and limber, your muscles have eased off. So even at this stage, you're not pushing it hard. You're just letting yourself warm up. Notice I didn't give you any kind of pace guide. All I want you to do is just push with the legs and then concentrate on your back, swinging from that one o'clock position at the front to an 11 o'clock position at the back. And then just a nice connection with your arms and a, just a, a good pressure of a finish, but you don't need to pull in too hard at the end. All you're trying to do here is raise your heart rate and make sure your muscles are nice and warm, ready for the main row. So it might not seem like much, but 90 minutes going between 20 strokes and 24 strokes, it's going to start to get tough after a while, which is why I've given you that range of paces to start at so that you can either make it easier or harder depending on how you start off that 20 strokes a minute. Okay, three more strokes. Two. And then let's take a foot out of the foot straps, put it on the floor, continue rowing with just one leg strapped in. This warm up for me is definitely beneficial. It's minus two right now. So I'm actually finding it quite hard to catch my breath because the air is so cold. Okay, one more stroke. Swap feet. But once I got through this four minute warm up and then describe to you what the session is again, my body will have adapted well enough that when I start the main row, I'll find it easier to catch my breath. Okay, one more stroke. Now let's put both feet in, straight legs, and then continue rowing with your back and your arms. So swing over your hips, then pull in your arms, then push out your arms, and swing over your hips. So the point here is that you're rocking backwards and forwards over your hips. You're not bending and slumping. And you're making sure to get a good return with your arms. Okay, let's do the opposite, straight arms, then just drive out with your legs. Don't worry about going out too far. All you're worrying about really is that connection with the flywheel or the water wheel or whatever you have right at the front. You're working on that timing so that you're pressing with your legs as the handle catches into it. One more. And we're all done with the warm-up. 
Okay, so continue moving up and down the rail, have a quick drink. I'll take off my hoodie and I'll freeze. <laughs> but hopefully I'll then describe one more time quickly what we're doing so we can get into the row and I can warm up, okay? Just a quick reminder that these podcasts are taken from the videos that I host on YouTube. If you want to see what I'm doing rather than just listen, then check out Row Along on YouTube or head to rowalong.com. So once again, today's row is going to be 90 minutes long. Now you can either just put in an hour and a half into your monitor, or if you think you're likely to break the half marathon distance of 21,097 meters, then you can just plug in 21,097 meters and then just row until you finish. And then either keep on rowing uh, after doing a just row or something in order to finish off the 90 minutes, or uh, if you've not quite covered the 21,000, then just keep on rowing once I'm done. And then hopefully it means you'll have a half marathon in the bag to put on the Concept2 logbook. We're breaking it down into six minute chunks. We're going to start off at 20 strokes a minute and at between 2k plus 18 to 22 pace. Quite a wide gap there but it's a long road today and so depending on your abilities it kind of really does give you that option. So go for 2k plus 18 if you're looking for a really tough row, 2k plus 22 if you're looking for an easier one, 2k plus 20 if you're looking for a kind of a middle of the road one. Then we're gonna do 24 strokes a minute at between 2K plus 12 to 15. And the same thing goes, go for plus 12 if you're looking for tough, and then back off to plus 15 if you're looking for an easier row. When it comes to the 20 strokes per minute sections, I want you to do the first 10 strokes as power strokes, okay? So this means good shoves from the leg. You might not be able to manage a max power, but good hard shoves from the leg. So if you're rowing round about 205 pace for most of your 20 strokes per minute pieces, I want this shove to take you to at least two minutes pace, okay? I want the, the power from the legs is a really important component of today's row, okay? Now the only thing here is that we're gonna end on a 20 stroke a minute rather than, usually I program these to that you end on like a fast one rather than a slower one. So it's gonna be up to you how you deal with that last 20 strokes a minute, whether you want to try and push things a little bit faster if you can, or whether you just use that as a good way to kind of set yourself down at the end of what is, after all, a long row, okay? So might as well get into things. I can explain more about it as we get on into today's row. Have a last drink. My super duper water bottle. And then let's get ourselves strapped in. And we're starting off at 20 strokes a minute between 2K plus 18 to 22, okay? Here we go then. In three, two, one, go. Right, so let's get ourselves settled into stroke rate and pace. Pick where you want to sit for this one. So obviously, each time you come back to 20 strokes a minute, if you suddenly find you're struggling, you can reassess the paces that you're rowing at. But you should be able to complete this, especially if you're on the back end of it at 2K plus 22. And then it's just down to whether you're using today's session to try and overreach a little bit, develop some performance. Maybe you're looking to improve your distance that you can cover over a 60 minute time trial. Well, today's row is really gonna help with something like that. 
and that's the important part when it comes to the power strokes is those bursts that make you go harder even when it all feels a bit tough they develop power and mental fortitude and well if you can adopt them during another race they'll make you go faster I mean I think the first time I broke 16,000 meters in an hour I would do five power strokes at every 500 meter point and I think it was every five minute point so every time I cross one of those thresholds I'd take five power strokes and then just return back to my average pace it's a great way of kind of cheating a little bit more speed but you have to be in the right mindset to do that though you don't kind of come in faint-hearted and do it because it certainly ratchets the workout up a little bit more when you're doing power strokes that often after all we're only doing them every 12 minutes today so it shouldn't really take it out of you but it should at least develop the kind of sensation for what it's like to do them so where are we? coming up for three and a half minutes gone which is good starting to get warmer can't really feel my toes hopefully that'll come I don't know never happy running a fan in the summer months because I'm too hot now I'm complaining about being too cold oh. right so coming up for four minutes gone and let's just go through the descriptions of this of the rowing stroke so you know what I'm talking about so the front of the machine has two stages there's the catch here when you get your body in position everything all lined up right before the drive which is when you actually take the stroke so catch drive then you get the finish which is when the leg drive comes to a close you swing over your hips and you pull in your arms that's the finish then the release which is when you send the handle out and rock 
back over your hips. And finally, the recovery, which is simply when you bend your knees to take you up to the front of the machine into the catch again. So I'll talk about different stages for the stroke at certain points today. And that's what they all are. So it's catch, drive, finish, release, recover. Simple. <laughs> okay, in five more strokes, we're gonna go up to 24 strokes a minute and 2K plus 12 to 15. Here we go after this stroke. Come on. Now, there's a good chance that just naturally increasing your stroke rate, you've found the right pace for you right now, where you're comfortable in terms of the amount of intensity you'd set yourself today. And that's a good thing. I always say you should let stroke rate take care of most of the pace changes in your rowing. Eventually you also have to put in a lot more oomph from your legs in order to go as fast as you want to, but at these slightly lower rate pieces, just changing stroke rate should be enough. Which actually, I wanna bore you, <laughs> not bore, discuss drag factor for a second. I know I raced through it at the beginning, so maybe a bit too late to now talk about it, but I was in a interesting comment conversation with Chris about how he raises his drag factor for low rate pieces And I was kind of saying, it's a bad idea to kind of adjust your drag factor anyway, to really pick out what's best for you and keep it there. But even more so, doing it the wrong way around. Increase your drag factor for short, high rate, sprints if you like but don't do it for long low rate stuff as you're likely to injure yourself and there's a good chance the reason you have to do that 
is because your technique isn't quite right. Not that I'm saying Chris's technique wasn't right. Just saying, usually, if your everyday rowing has to be above like 160 maybe, there's a good chance that the reason that you feel like that is because you're not picking up the flywheel properly with your back angles and things. Because the point is that you're set up at the front of the machine so that when you push with the legs, you get the timing right that you also connect with the flywheel with your handle at the same time and then you let the power from your legs get into the flywheel without needing to use your back or your arms but what can often happen if your drag factor is too high is as you connect your legs to the flywheel if it's too heavy you have to either grab early with your arms or swing your back too early to try and fight against it both of which are no-nos in terms of not only getting power into the machine but also to not get injured so I'll discuss it more through the row but just try and think about what's happening with your arms and back are you bending your arms and fighting against the flywheel or swinging your back too early okay so in five four three two one 20 strokes a minute power strokes 10 of them three get some power in nice straight arms just think about that keep those arms straight as you load the power in to the machine last one well done and then just get into your 20 strokes a minute 2k plus 18 to 22 cruising pace and that's it so that is all we're going to do through this row is 20 strokes a minute power strokes 
for 30 seconds cruise for five and a half minutes and then up to 24 again so let me just cover that point at the front of the machine as being I've been kind of touching on it but not really unpacking it properly so remember the front of the machine before the drive is known as the catch and this is the point where your body needs to be perfectly set up ready to take the power from your leg drive and there's three absolutely vital parts to this and then a couple of extra bits but first up your body as in your back needs to lean in towards the front of the machine to like a one o'clock position on the clock face okay and then your arms they're straight okay so straight out in front of you forward lean next up your shins want them to be vertical okay to pointing straight up you might not be able to get there from a flexibility point of view but try and get as close to vertical as you can so they're the kind of key points but then the umbrella point to all three of them is posture so this helps with all three of those key body positions in your posture you want to be up in your sit bones rather than lazily tucked under and sitting back okay so up and primed ready for the stroke and just being up in those sit bones should automatically take care of that forward lean so you're leaning forwards primed and ready your back is powerful but not rigid and bolt upright never really want to think tense at any stage braced maybe but don't think tense because then suddenly you're rigid and you're like fighting it so even as you bring your arms into that straight position they're nice and relaxed shoulders loose nice and floppy but then as you 
drive with the legs, you brace your arms against that power. You're not going rigid and tense and fighting against the handle. So it's all about being nice and braced throughout the row and then working out when things can relax a little bit. Okay, let's stop talking technique for a second. As we're about to come into our next change up. In three, two, one. Here we go, up to 24s. One stroke every two and a half seconds. And then your pace is 2K plus 12 to 15, depending on how hard you want to push it today. Remember if you're on a concept two and you've got your monitor set to show it, you should have projected finish at the bottom that will either show you your projected total distance you'll cover in 90 minutes, or if you set your monitor to half marathon distance, it'll let you know currently at this pace when it thinks you'll finish. But remember, because we're bouncing between paces, with a 20 and 24 strokes a minute, it will be probably reading a bit on the higher side right now, and then a bit on the lower side when you go down to 20s. So, this slightly higher stroke rate will hopefully give you a chance to focus on the transition between your catch position to your drive because as you get to the front you immediately push back out with the legs so you're into the front push maybe a tiny fraction of a second pause between both stages but not long you can do specific drills where you slide to the front hold it analyze your stroke position and then drive off but not as a normal rowing stroke. This is why it's good to focus on one element of your body position at a time so you don't suddenly have to pause to address your entire thing. So maybe 
as you come forwards, you think posture the first time. So how's my posture? Up on my sit bones. Nice, powerful back. I'm not slumping. I'm not sitting back on my butt. Okay, move on to shins. Am I sliding far enough forwards? Think so? Looks good to me. What about my arms? Are they straight as I get to the catch? Think so. Are they relaxed? Hmm. I think so, but let's just do a quick technique hack. As you come forwards, be a zombie. So, nice and loose zombie. You don't see a tent zombie. Straight out in front of you, loose. Ready to brace against the stroke when you take it. Remember, you want your fingers hooked over the handle. You're not gripping it, trying to choke it to death. Just hook over. And that helps with the power transfer. It also gives you like an extra centimeter or so of length that if you were choking on it, you wouldn't get. And it lets air circulate around your hands. So you'll be sweating less. Less chance of getting blisters and making the handle slippy. Just <laughs> it's normally around about now that the handle slips out my hand. Just have to prove me wrong. Alright. 20 seconds to go. And then we're gonna go into our 10 power strokes. Here we go. Two, one, power stroke's coming up. One. Now make sure to have that forward lean, arms straight, and try and stay like that as you drive out your legs. So push the machine away, still leaning forwards, and with straight arms. Last one. There we go. Reduce your pace to 2K plus 18 to 22. Chances are this will feel like you're going slower stroke rate than you were during the power strokes. That's because 
your drive speed on the power strokes would have been a fair bit faster whereas now because your drive speed will be a little bit slower in order to reduce pace it will feel like you're rowing at a slower stroke rate but you're not just one of those ratio things I mean most of the time your stroke ratio is kind of one to two so one second drive to recover for the 20 strokes a minute but then when you do your power strokes it might be like three quarters of a second drive and then 2.25 recovery yeah. but then as you go up to higher stroke rates and you want to try and push your pace that ratio kind of goes out the window must be said let's take a little diversion here because we're how many rows long rows have we done so 45 50 55 60 that's four 65 70 two 75 80 that's up to eight and then 85 90 so that means we've done 10 I'm sure there's an easier way to work that out <laughs> 10 of these longer rows together although now looking back at it I don't really consider the 45 as a long row anymore but it's fair to say that for a lot of the time we've been rowing along together in these 10 rows I've been talking to you about technique or pacing or training plans focus motivation all that kind of stuff which is really important I'm not saying it's not important however sometimes it's a good idea just to forget about it all maybe even cover your monitor so you can only see time or something and just row don't worry about all this technique and training pace and testing yourself and pushing yourself just climb on pick a pace you want to row at and a time you want to row for and just go for it even from a pace point of view just think of an effort to say I want to just sprint for two minutes and I don't really need to know anything about metrics or technique I just want to have fun on the machine 
really important to remember why you enjoy rowing and all the focus on technique and training zones and stuff sometimes gets in the way of that and you forget that actually this is a really lovely way to exercise it's really effective it's fun to do and you can get one heck of a workout out of it and if you forget that sometimes it just means you end up hating the machine you don't want that right three two one let's go up to 24s so remember that from hang on as much as I'm talking about don't concentrate on pace and stuff today's row we are so make sure between 2k plus 12 to 15 uh, yeah I remember this from my DJing days back when learning how to match beats was a skill when you were playing vinyl records and CDs rather than nowadays where you just use a piece of software click the sync button and it does it all for you but it takes it takes a wee while to kind of get hang of it but then it can take quite a long time to really master it and be comfortable with always getting it right and so in that learning process it's quite easy to become frustrated with it for the times it doesn't quite work so every time I find myself starting to get frustrated with the learning process of DJing I just turn the music up hence my tinnitus and just spend an hour, a couple of hours, however long just playing some great music mixing from tune to tune not really judging myself for any errors just letting them happen and enjoying what I was doing instead of running the risk of it always being a trial to try and get it right and that's what I'm saying here is that it's easy to start looking at how hard it is to get the technique right rather than just focusing on how good the row is it's kind of the downside to doing 2k and 5k plans all the time 
and always facing a test at the end is that it just does become mentally draining doing a test where you're expecting to perform better every four weeks and as we found out with my final 500 meter test in that plan sometimes it just doesn't go to plan things don't work out the way your training had designed it to and you don't perform and if your entire structure is based around performing and being better oftentimes if you don't hit that it can really dent your motivation so all I'm saying is that if you ever feel yourself starting to get a bit snowed under on training plans or thinking about technique just don't sweat it for a while as long as your technique isn't likely to injure you if you're not focusing on the right technique then just do it remember why you enjoy it and hopefully that will then give you the motivation to say that was fun and you know what if I did it with a better technique and on a more structured plan I'd be better at this and enjoy it even more because it's not exactly going to be news to you to know that success is a great motivator getting faster and seeing the improvements is a great way to keep on going okay in five four three two one ten power strokes one two and make sure keep those arms straight as you connect with your legs keep that body in a forward lean powerful posture shins to vertical then drive last one here we go back down to our cruising pace for 20 strokes a minute how are you getting on? how's this feeling? I mean we've been going for 37 minutes now it's certainly 
to me doesn't feel like it's been going for that long and then we figure in only seven and a half ish more minutes we'll be halfway which is quite good news because not wanting to share too much I need to pee <laughs> so I'm quite excited to see the counter going down now if you do or if you need to have a drink or stretch off your muscles give your butt a rub if it's gone numb then by all means stop no one's there pushing you telling you you're not allowed to the only thing it'll cost you is either a little bit of distance that you'll cover in the 90 or a little bit of time if you set this as a half marathon piece and as being this is a training session to be able to do that kind of a distance or time you're allowed to stop if you come back and want to try and do a proper timed effort for a half marathon then maybe try and get through it without stopping because you're trying to do a test but for a training piece there's absolutely no point in suffering through it so let's quickly talk about the leg drive so I've said about the catch position where you're all lined up now if you're in the right posture and position and you need to raise your heels very slightly in order to get your shins into a vertical position that's fine provided you're up on your sit bones and you have that forward lean okay so don't let anyone tell you you're not allowed to however you're not allowed to if you're all hunched backwards leaning back and then you have to raise your heels that's a no-no so anyway heels can be up however at the point of your leg drive when you actually start the stroke you have to slam those heels back into the foot plate and make sure you're driving off with your whole foot not from your toes or the balls of your feet and then what you think about is pushing the machine away you're not sending yourself backwards you're pushing the machine away from you 
push. And the point here is to time that leg push with the moment when the handle connects with the flywheel. That timing is all important to make sure to get all the power into the flywheel and to make sure you're not actually stopping it turning which is what happens if you catch it with your hands first okay in four three two one up to 24s these are coming round thick and fast aren't they just a simple stroke rate and pace change at quite a short time interval really makes such a huge difference in terms of time flying by I mean if you are gonna try and do a proper half marathon time trial soon and you're just gonna hold the same stroke rate for anything from an hour 15 maybe up to two hours depending on how fast or slow you are you'll really notice a difference at how you have to concentrate on not getting bored really yeah it's hard work and to be honest what I say to people is that if they find rowing boring they're not going fast enough but an hour and a half at say 26 strokes a minute with no change in pace until maybe the last 1000 meters it's not the most stimulating way to row so you have to focus on why you're there and what you're doing which to be honest is another reason why throwing in power strokes is a good idea because it breaks up a 90 minute row so if you do power strokes every well, every six minutes say so you did three or five then all you're looking at is the next six minutes much like we are right now alright we are almost in fact we are bang on there we go halfway well done 
I mean, just spending 45 minutes rowing is tough enough. But we are at slightly higher intensities along with the slightly longer duration for today's row. So you're doing well if you're holding your paces. And trust me, time will fly by. And before you know it, we'll be all done. Right, two more minutes at 24. So I can go back to the leg drive. So you connect, whoosh, with the flywheel. Push with your legs, but you keep your arms straight and that forward lean. It's only when your legs are halfway done that you finally swing your back over your hips into that 11 o'clock position at the back of the stroke and then as you start that backswing that's when you start to bend your elbows to pull your arms in so what should happen is that your leg drive finishes then right after that your backswing finishes then right after that your arm pull comes in and that way you're sure all of the power and momentum is going into the machine and the flywheel rather than you fighting against it okay four strokes to go four three two one power strokes come on remember hold the forward lean and straight arms until halfway through the leg drive almost there two one more stroke to go one now down to your cruising pace for 20 strokes a minute which hopefully the slower rate will let you focus a little bit more again on your body positions so you can come into the front and think how's my back okay how's my arms okay how's my posture okay and then 
think the same. Do your leg drive. How are my arms? Ah, oh, good. Nice and straight as I drive. How's my back? Forward lean. Yep. And then you think, when am I swinging into that back position? And when am I pulling in my arms? But the thing with the arms is that they may be the smallest muscles in the rowing stroke, but you still need to really squeeze the power out of them. So you send those elbows through your sides, squeeze your shoulder blades together and finish strong. Your legs may be the power of the stroke, but that doesn't mean your arms are an afterthought. But also, your arms only come into play at the back end of the stroke. So you're not fighting at the front of the stroke by grabbing early, thinking you're putting more power in that way. What you're doing is robbing yourself of power from the legs and of that extra bit of power at the back of the stroke. You can also risk injury too. It's quite easy to damage your shoulders or even your intercostals, the muscles in between your ribs. If you grab early in the stroke. And what you find is that's especially dangerous for those who row with way too high a drag factor, that they're fighting against the weight of the front of the machine by grabbing their arms too early. I know I've already said that, but seemed like a good time to recap it. Whereas nice straight arms just lets the power flow up from your legs, through your body, into your arms and into the flywheel. And there's hardly any power loss if you have your body position, how I describe it, with the forward lean, braced posture, straight arms. That way you get a really efficient transmission of power from your legs into the handle. And then it frees you up to add power with your backswing 
and then finish the power with your arms pulling in. I mean, if you've got a force curve on your machine, which you will have if you're on a Concept 2, then switch it on and you'll see what's happening. You want it to be a nice smooth rise, sharp, smooth, going up to full power. And then ideally, it stays up nice and high and then comes down almost as sharply as it went up, which basically means you're, oh, sorry, 24 strokes a minute. Too busy talking. 2K plus 12 to 15. Because you want to put in as much power instantly into the flywheel and then you're trying to keep the flywheel turning at that pace by putting in constant power so your as your legs taper off that's when you add in your back to make up for your legs tapering off and then as your back comes to an end you then finish with your arms to make up for your back tapering off really as long as you don't see a kind of hiccupy power curve that then has a very shallow finish then you're okay Whew. sorry that got a bit frantic there because I lost track see time is going by so quickly I lost track of time almost didn't spot the transition to this 24 stroke rate which is a good thing really what you don't want to be doing is sitting here praying for each six minutes to tick off so that you're closer to the end certainly aware properly that we're about to well in three and a bit minutes we'll cross the hour threshold even in this temperature I'm dripping sweat down me Breathing's a bit more laboured, but crucially, it's just that the effort level has gone up a notch. It's not that I don't feel I can complete. As long as I'm just ticking along like this, I've easily got 
the next 33 minutes in me. But always making sure that no weird quirks are set into my technique as a result of fatigue. It's quite easy to start to slump your posture as fatigue sets in. So it's always worth just doing a quick recap, address the various positions your body should be in and then thinking, am I there? So that brings me to the release. Although you're not adding anything into the stroke here, it's vital you get this right. So you finish the stroke with a nice, good posture, braced core, handle, right about sternum height. And then whatever pace you brought it in at, you release it at again. That's important from a rhythm point of view. So in, out, in, out. You're not racing it and throwing it back out. It's a nice rhythm. And then that rhythm is what helps you transition out from the backward lean into that forward lean again. Just getting your arms away and the braced core should help you sit back up onto your sit bones and then once the handle is past your knees you just bend your knees and you slide effortlessly to the front of the machine again. Alrighty then. So in four strokes we'll go back up to our power strokes. Two one, here we go. 20 strokes a minute, power strokes. Remember everything I've been talking about. Straight arms, forward lean. Then swing your back and arms in. Two more strokes. Keep powerful. There we go. Back down to cruising pace. Whew. Less than half an hour to go. When you think back to all the 30 minutes at 20 strokes a minute pieces that you've done in the past, they may have felt long while you were doing them, but I can guarantee if tomorrow, having done all 
these long rows you load up a 30 minute row it'll be over before you know it because your mind and your memory has expanded to include these longer rows in your rowing vocabulary so whereas maybe at one point when you were really only rowing 15 minutes at a time the first time I asked you to do a half hour or like three times ten or something you may have been thinking good grief half an hour is like an eternity whereas I promise you if you do a half hour tomorrow or the day after it'll fly by it's kind of why it's important to do some longer rows from time to time if you only ever do kind of 10 12 minute intervals you then do start to look at 8 kilometers or half an hour 10k as really long rows when they're not really they're just middle distance it's only when you get up to an hour half marathon marathon 50k and 100k now there long rows especially 100k never done a solo 100 before not sure I ever will having done a team one with the 12 of us can't remember was it eight of us all rotating rowing 15 to 20 seconds at a time so you'd jump on row for 15 to 20 seconds as fast as you could you'd then roll off the side of the machine and the next person would then jump onto the machine and they would row as fast as they can for 15 to 20 seconds then they'd fall off the next person he basically just rotate like that and try and see how fast you can cover 100 kilometers which when I did it with a French lightweight team it was in five hours and I want to say three minutes but it might have been seven <laughs> and that was doing it as fast as we could so kind of averaging around about 124 pace I think so if I was to clamber on and do the whole thing at like 
to even 230 pace, I'd be on for hours. Which, to be honest, right now, doesn't sound like fun. The full marathon, might do that again. Maybe one day, but I think half marathon or 90 minutes, it's kind of as long as I want to go. Don't want to be away from the kids for much longer than that. Right, three, two, one, up to 24 again. And your pace is 2K plus 12 to 15 still. Hopefully you have managed to stay at the same pace throughout each time you do 20 and 24. You've not had to adjust and ease off. Nothing wrong if you did have to. Just maybe in a few weeks time, come back to this again. See if you can manage to hold the right paces the whole way through. Maybe if you didn't manage it, you may have let your ego take charge and started on the faster end. Who knows? Only you do. Either way, even if you have backed off, it's only really intensity you're missing out on in terms of energy expenditure, calorie burn and stuff. I mean, hang on, where am I right now? <laughs> Try to get on to calories. There we go. So currently the machine says I burnt just over 1100 calories, which isn't really a drop in the ocean compared to the amount of food and coffee and stuff I've had over the holiday season, but even though I can see some of the weight I lost creeping back on, it would be even more if I wasn't doing these longer rows. Remember, calories are a good figure to look at for an idea, very ballpark idea of how much energy you've burnt, but it is based on a generic 
size of person and doesn't really take into account the amount of energy that you would have burnt just being alive for an hour and a half. So it's a good, relatively accurate in, it, in as much as it'll be maybe about three or four hundred calories out. As in like, yeah, plus or two, plus or minus 200 calories. So I wouldn't look at the final figure here and then say, great, that's three Twixes. And then go and eat three Twixes. Just use it as a, a good indicator that you'll need to take in some kind of fuel because you don't want to be in too much of a energy deficit but don't live and die by it hopefully the more you think about the energy you eat and then burn the more used to gauging how much you need without needing to track it all the time I mean apps like my fitness pal are great as a way to get you used to it all but eventually you kind of get used to just understanding how much you're taking in over breakfast and lunch and dinner so that you start to kind of self-moderate without needing to see the my fitness pal totals although it does come into its own if you're calculating macros protein carbs fat it's hard to really or it just takes a while to calculate that yourself otherwise okay so four strokes to go and then power strokes again two one here we go 10 power strokes 20 strokes a minute well I'm still on calories I don't know how fast I'm going. Five. Four. Make sure you're going faster on these power strokes. Last one. And down to cruising pace. I'll see if I can change my monitor. There we go. I mean, it's probably a bit late in the road to suggest it but probably if you're getting close to the pace you're rowing your 24s at you're probably pacing those power strokes about right so five more minutes 
of these 20s and then we get into our last 24s then one more set of 20s and we're done we're so close to the end but we've still got a fair bit of rowing to do so don't ease off yet so what other things can help or hinder especially at this stage as fatigue sets in so let's talk about my favourite little Lego man first you might see at the top of my monitor there's a red band and behind that I've got a little Lego character strapped to the top of the monitor with his wee head poking over the top that is my little Heisenberg from Breaking Bad that I made with the kids and what I do when I row is keep eye contact with Heisenberg as you drive off lock your eyes into your Lego character and what that gives you is a little bit of a technique hack to maintain that forward lean because you're holding their gaze so you're kind of staying forwards but then the stroke naturally at a certain point you can no longer hold it like hold the eyes of your Lego character and so you have to swing into that back position at 11 o'clock but still if you try and hold their gaze the whole way it does keep your posture a bit more braced at the back too well I say your certainly keeps mine I'm just a bit more primed maybe I'm just scared of Heisenberg coming around and knocking I am the one who knocks <laughs> uh, so yeah it's a little bit childish but there's a couple of elements of the technique that are quite hard to visualise so it can help to have a couple of hacks to help you with it I mean it's not something we can do right now but if you're having trouble keeping your arms straight at the drive then remember the warm-up drill where we were driving out from the front of the machine 
with straight arms but not finishing the stroke if you squeeze a balloon between your arms while you do that it makes it that you have to keep those arms straight because the moment you bend you drop the balloon it's a good tip especially good after someone's birthday loads of balloons kicking about hmm. okay in five strokes time we're going back up to our final 24s one more here we go 2k plus 12 to 15 try to continue a good technique remember it's all about flow about dancing with the machine from phase to phase with the stroke it's about rhythm you're never jerky you never stop you never pause so what you might see is people holding the handle into their chest at the end at the back of the stroke and pausing again don't do that there is a specific drill where you do that much like the one I mentioned at the front of the machine where you drive to the back and you pause analyse what your body position is and then when you're happy you continue the stroke but that's not something you do as a main row it's something you do just to analyse your stroke to make sure you're holding the right body positions and your posture is correct your body is braced for the drive or braced for the finish less than 10 minutes to go awesome you do think an hour and a half if that was just 20 strokes a minute that would be 1800 strokes but for 45 minutes you were doing maybe not 45 42 four strokes a minute more 42 fours 168 look at me getting maths so 
just under 2,000 strokes today. If you are holding the same stroke rate as me, and that is why I constantly bleat on about technique because if you're doing something that's straining your body you're okay if you only do it 10, 20 times you might get away with it maybe even a hundred times but the moment you look at more than a thousand and then like today two thousand if you're doing something to strain your body it's a really good chance you're gonna get injured or look at the other way around maybe you're rowing for fitness and strength to be better if you're not using a stroke that will help you really get fit and fast maybe you're losing like a quarter of the possible training effect that if you just had that proper lean and you're pushing with your legs instead of tickling the machine with your arms so the training effect of rowing for 90 minutes is huge it's incredibly good for you but only if you let it be by trying to do it as safely and efficiently as possible okay so coming to a close on the 24s four three two one last power strokes come on ten nine putting a good oomph of power can you go faster than your 24s pace a good push with the legs send that machine away from you hmm. last one well done okay so cruising speed is how I'm going to finish this just at the 2k plus 18 to 22 however if you're wanting to finish strong why not increase your pace with about 
two minutes to go, maybe even three minutes to go. Keep it at 20 strokes a minute, but add more pressure from your legs. Which is especially the case if you're closing in on the end of your half marathon right now. Just try and see if you can do a kind of power sprint finish. I mean, you don't have to hold 20 strokes a minute. Apart from the timing of rowing along me, if you want to go up to 24 again or higher, to sprint to the end, then on you go. But I'm just gonna keep it structured to the end. I'm just looking for training benefit rather than performance benefit. And then get to head off have nice dinner. Might even have a wee glass of wine in celebration of getting to the end of these long rows. So the question is, what's next? Well, I wanna do the 5K pacer video which I never got around to doing because we jumped straight from the 5k plan to the 500 meter plan straight into these long rows so I'll do that and then I really just want to do quite a lot of standalone rows to help build up the bottom, mid and top libraries for anyone doing the training plans or just anyone looking for a standalone row. So I know some people maybe put off when they see that like a quite good intense row is tagged as week two, session three of a plan. They might be like, oh, I can't just dip in midway. So rather than doing another plan, I'm gonna do a bunch of standalones for a while and then come up with a new plan that we can jump into. The thing is, a lot of people have asked about a 10K plan. To be honest, if you've been doing these long rows with me, I can guarantee your 10K time should have got a lot faster because of the foundation fitness 
that you're built up doing rows like this. We are under a minute to go. We're almost at 30 seconds to go. So close, so almost there. 30 seconds to go. Well done. And that's to all of you, but also to me. This is the first time since injuring my shoulder I managed to have the strength to do a 90 minute row without pain. Two strokes, last stroke to go, and we're finished. Well done. You should be really proud of yourself for getting through a 90 minute row again whether it's just the memory of all the other ones that have come before it but or whether it's breaking into six minute chunks but that flew by for me have a quick drink ah from my ultraviolet light water bottle it's very cool it shines uv light into the water to purify it christmas present for the man who has everything <laughs> a water bottle that you have to charge up anyway okay you you've had a drink you're ready to go strapped back in let's just do a nice little two minute cool down in three two one go all right so point of this is just to ease yourself glide into a stop so you're really just connecting with your legs just connecting with your arms still try to have some good sense of form in your stroke you don't want now to suddenly do something and tweak your back that would be unfortunate to say the least but the point of this is just like I say, ease yourself gently to a stop. Oh, clear your head. Give yourself a little bit of a self-congratulation for making it through a really long row and hopefully staying nice and strong the whole time. So, whether you've just dipped into this as a standalone row or whether you've done all of the long rows or just some of them I hope you've enjoyed doing them certainly has been a great way to spend December 2020 doing these although it is January the 2nd today but I keep on breaking the timeline saying where I am in time I don't want that to put you off rowing workouts don't grow old <laughs> it's not like if you come back to this in a year you're like well there's no way going to be as effective <sighs> so onwards and upwards to bigger things last stroke for me on this cooldown like I say if that went well for you and you think you could do a 
standalone half marathon next at a faster pace than you were just ro rowing at just then, then do it. Maybe give it a few days, make sure you're ready, energized, come back into it, concentrate and try and beat your time for a half marathon. And maybe consider just adding one or two power strokes every five minutes or so, just so you can break it up in your head rather than, because if you're just looking at an hour and a half on the rowing machine, you instantly go, oh, great, what? <laughs> what am I about to do? But like we just found out, doing 15 six-minute chunks, time flies. So anyway, thank you so much for being part of these long rows. Remember, I do have over 100 other training sessions on this channel, so please go check out the other ones, the fast ones, the long ones, the medium ones, the exciting ones, the painful ones, uh, the ones where I talk about drums. I pretty much always talk about technique. There's very few rows that I do that I don't talk technique because I do think it's important. Um, not only that you constantly just have a little think, making sure you're okay, but also it's always a chance, and this is the first time you've watched any of my videos. And I'd hate to miss the chance to kind of talk to technique, um, talk technique to you and try and kind of get across what I say as a safe, efficient uh, stroke. Anyway, so we're all done. I will uh, go throw this online and then I'll start thinking about what to do next. And I'll see you in that next video. The last thing to talk about is hashtag and well, what should we say? Uh, I actually have no idea. Tell you what, just can I put this on you again? Just make up your own hashtag. I know there's not much point in that because they're not going to match, but just let me know how you felt about the row. Use it in your hashtag. Hashtag amazing or hashtag fantastic or hashtag thank God it's the end. Who knows? But anyway, do stay safe, look after yourself, stay strong, and I will see you in the next video. Bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.